Your new or existing home is one of your most important assets. Yet too many people rely on sites, shows, and tips from people who are not in the real estate business when making important decisions. It's time to get real and trust a professional. This is Real Real Estate Today with host Deb Tomorrow. In this series, you'll learn about making smart decisions when it comes to buying a home, selling a home, or even staying in the home you're in. Now, here is your host, Realtor Deb Tomorrow. Welcome, welcome, welcome to Real Real Estate Today. I am your host, Deb Tomorrow. Please check us out on Facebook. We're going to be always posting good things there. I'm so excited about today's show. I can't even stand it. I don't even want to talk about Chip and Joanna because I just want to get to it. Okay. I know, it's out of control, right? I thought you were going to talk about them because they were on the Today Show this morning and I missed it. <sighs> you know what they talked about? Well, they were talking about why they decided to come to an end with the show. It, but, but, isn't that old news? Um, I don't know. Spend time with family, yada, yada, yada. I don't know, I missed it. Break so, hearts of millions, yada, yada, yada. Target money? Target money, yeah. That's why everybody was like, she's got target money, they're good. I mean, you know, more power to him. Well, there you go. Uh, I also saw a headline that one of the, whichever one of the property brothers is on Dancing with the Stars. I don't I know. I don't want to know which one. Because you know I follow that so closely. The, the tall one, Karen's favorite one. He says he's lost 30 pounds so far, okay. which is great. I don't know. That was the headline. I didn't open the story. Did not draw me in enough to open That's the story. Make him look even more awkward. Yes, probably. <laughs> right, right, exactly. Gosh, and probably okay. most of his weight is in his teeth. But anyways, uh, so the voice you hear on the other side, sorry, I didn't mean to be snarky. Just, yeah, I know. I'm all, okay. Uh, the voice you hear on the other side is Karen Rastel, who is the best damn lender in the state of Indiana. Hello, everyone. Thanks for coming in. Thank We've got some good stuff. I never tell Karen what the show is about ahead of time. I like to keep her on her toes. And uh, so... I feel like I'm in for a doozy. She's but scared, I but it, no, I don't, don't be scared. But we have some sound effects today, too, which also makes things super exciting. We have this. And we have this. Yeah, it's pretty awesome. Pretty awesome. Um, so I think we're going to kind of just get to it. Uh, we are finally in. Do you know that Saturday Night Live skit, Sweater Weather? Um, I don't Is think it so. Sweater Weather? Sweater Weather. They talk oh, about Sweater Weather. W- yeah, with Maya Rudolph and Amy uh, Poehler. Yeah, back yeah, 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 right? So yeah. we're finally Sweater Weather today. Yes, so I think are. everybody's kind of in a good mood because it's finally, it's been 80 degrees and now it's finally fall. Yeah, well, it was 85 degrees Saturday yeah. at the homecoming game. Yeah. And I thought it was going to get sunburned. Right. Yeah. Well, I was in Pittsburgh last week helping Yoris' mom move and... It was ridiculously humid, and I was like, this is just, yeah, frustrating. So anyways, sweater weather. Everybody's in a good mood. The sun is shining today. We have sound effects. <laughs> we are ready to go. All right, let's do let's it. Let's do it, all right? So today's consumer, where do you go for your answers when you have questions? Well, if I can't get Deb, right. hashtag get Yeah, Deb. usually just ask me, right? <laughs> yeah. Google. Right. So I was thinking, we, we Google them. We have all the answers are like at our fingertips. Now, yours and I always laugh when we um, go on cruises and we don't have our phones and, you know, you, have, you don't have easy internet access and things like that. And we sit at dinner and we're talking and I have to like keep a little tiny notebook because we'll like come up with like, what do you think? Like a question. 
Right. We don't have the answer to it. We can't Google it. Yeah. And it's like, I don't want to lose that. <laughs> right. And so we have like, we come home with a list of questions that we have to then sit down and look at the answers to. I was talking with someone the other day. I don't even remember what we were talking about, but uh, we were sharing ideas or you know thoughts about how we have all the answers at our fingertips. And I said, I remember one time when I was in high school and my brother and I were having this, you know, just obtuse conversation about the Cosby show. And we couldn't remember the name of the oldest daughter because she wasn't on the show very much. Seriously. Seriously. She just called Karen. Okay, she called Karen, right? <laughs> and we kept going, you know, we yeah. talked about it forever and we couldn't come up with it. I went to bed and about two o'clock in the morning I woke up and it like, came to me. You know, and I remember going and like just opening his bedroom door and going, it's Sandra, and then closing the door and go back to bed. Yeah. Or like in college, I worked in this pizza place. And when it was slow, we'd sit around and just kick around ideas. I don't know. Like brilliant ideas, like the next big no, thing. No, like if a, tor- I never forget this one. If a tornado got into a valley, would it just go back and forth in the valley or would it eventually come out? Like a spinning top? Who knows, right? Okay, yeah. So we would call the library, and we would ask the librarian <laughs> these questions. And then she would say, I'll go do the research, and I'll call you back. Oh, my gosh. She <laughs> did it all the time. That was before phone numbers could be blocked. She's probably <laughs> thinking, I'm going to block this <laughs> like number. these crazy people. We're like, we'll bring you pizza. <laughs> but, you know, nowadays, you think, slow time at the pizza parlor. Yeah. They're just Googling. Right. There's no curiosity. There's no unanswered questions out there anymore. But the question is, how accurate are the answers that we find? And this is the question that came to my mind uh, about a week ago when I opened up my Facebook newsfeed and I'm getting all of these real estate stories suggested to me because I'm obviously looking at a lot of real estate stuff and Big Brother Facebook is watching me. And so it's suggesting all these real estate stories and I keep saving them thinking I should read that. That might be good information. And I started to go through some of them, and I was like, eh, some of the information maybe not so, in my opinion, accurate. And I thought, gosh, isn't that really what this show is supposed to be about? That's why we call it Real Real Estate Mm -hmm. Today with Deb Tomorrow, because we want to tell you what's real Exactly. You know, and I want to be your trusted resource for what is real versus, you know, What's on the internet? So we are doing some hard-hitting investigative journalism today. Yes, yes, you I are. You're I like- tried to find the law and order dun dun because I know that's your favorite sound effect, and I couldn't find it. But um, so I picked four stories off of my Facebook feed. They all came from MSN Real Estate. Is kind of where they came. They may have originated elsewhere, but that's where they came from on my newsfeed. And we are going to read them together and determine how accurate the information is or how inaccurate, misleading, bad advice something is. <laughs> Hence the sound effects. Do you like? I do like them. And at the end, we're going to tally, tally everything up. Okay. Just for fun. Sounds good. Right? Okay. I was going to say, because if I Let's look up something and I, I go, okay, well, that, that seems le- legit, I might then try to follow up with maybe one or two more sites or something. Right. Just to, you take the first one based off your Google search. That's not you read a, it a and you add. Yeah, and Sorry. you go, all right, that's the answer. That sounds legit, yeah. yeah. And I only find like one or two more and go, okay, well, three surveys that I picked right. say that that's right. The, yeah. Sometimes I'll be like, okay, well, let me go to page seven of the Google search instead of page one, you know? Yeah. I'll go deep Yeah. to see, you know, if. Yeah. All right. 
So here's the first story we're going to talk about today. Again, all my notes are handwritten today because, you know, the W is still broken on my laptop. <laughs> you know, if I want to take your laptop and just go have it, have that one. You can't. No, I had someone try and they's like, you can't really. You'd have to like replace everything and like you'd have to replace the whole keyboard thing and it's not worth it. Okay, I'm going to buy you another keyboard but, for your keyboard. So, no, I have an auxiliary <laughs> keyboard that I plug into yeah. it, but then I look like a piano player. Okay, imagine with me. Someone's playing piano, and they take their left hand, and they reach over, and they hit that blink high note, and mm-hmm. then they go back. That's what I look like when I'm typing, because I type on my regular keyboard, because that's what I'm comfortable typing with. And then if I have to type a W, I have to reach over to the side. <laughs> and that's, that's to the laptop. That's nope, we got to fix it. <laughs> well, and I just... My taxes are due, so I'm like, oh, new, new laptop for Deb. So we're going to wing it. But anyway, so if I stumble, it's because I can't read my own handwriting. All right, seven questions to ask yourself before buying a home. This article was written by a young lady named Alicia Fisher. I don't know if she's young, but anyways. Um, and she's sort of writing it in the beginning from a personal perspective. Growing up, each one of us was taught one lesson that we never forgot. Becoming a homeowner is the ultimate American dream. As kids, we assume that owning a home meant that you're mature, capable of being financially independent and ready to start your family. But eventually we grew up which shortly led to the realization that life is expensive and homes are, well, even more expensive. Reality Bites isn't just some 90s rom-com. It's also your mind coming to grips with the fact that you need to be ready to buy a six-figure property. Here's my first. (laughs) Only because, and feel free to chime in with the sound effects too. Uh, You know, here's the one thing I want to say about that. You don't need to be ready to buy a home. It's a choice. Right. You don't have to buy a home. You don't have to come to peer pressure. It doesn't make you a bad person. It doesn't make you less of a person. So don't feel that. I do feel like sometimes yeah. people think, well, all my friends are buying homes, so I guess I better buy that a home. Or like you have to have achieved that goal by a certain age, because I hear that yeah, a lot. Yeah, right, right. Uh, so anyway, she says, uh, she, you know, she kind of goes through her reasoning as to this is time to, to for me to buy a home. So here are some, I ask myself the following tough questions to consider when it comes to home ownership. Do you know your answers? So that's what this article is about. So the first question is, can you afford it? Before you even start considering anything else on the checklist, can you afford a home? Find a handy mortgage calculator online and punch in the numbers to see how much you can afford based on your income. Find out a down payment amount and compare it to your current savings. I'm going to say ding, ding. No, you're saying game over. Game over because that's a buzz for me. It's a good question. Mm -hmm. It's a bad answer, in my opinion. Most of these, I'm actually, I don't want you to feel like the whole show is going to be negative and me bashing and looking for, I don't want, I'm not looking for people to fail in this, okay? But she's saying, go go to a mortgage calculator and find out what you can afford. No, don't. I guess Karen, I Karen, what's the right answer? The, I was, talked to a lender. But Thank you. I was looking, I think I was reading between the lines there. Yeah. So. I just I just want to warn people against you know the online mortgage calculators don't give you all right. the answers. Okay, all right. Are you aware of all of the additional costs? Not only do you need a down payment to buy a home, you'll also need money saved up to take care of lawyer fees, mortgage insurance, new furniture, and more. Write down a list of every cost you'll need covered before diving in. I think that's good advice. Uh, There's more to buying a home than just buying the house. So Mm -hmm. I think that was good. Um, Do you have an emergency fund? Aside from having your down payment saved up, do you have additional savings accounts purely for emergencies? Keep in mind that homes can unexpectedly need repairs and updates, et cetera, et cetera. 
Yeah. Good advice. Mm -hmm. Would you be happy living in the same community for an extended period of time? Uh, Owning a home means staying put in the same city for five to ten years. If you are sure, that doesn't mean it, but you know. If you are sure that your job won't take you across the country, your travel plans aren't too crazy, and you love the city or community you're planning to buy in, these are great signs. You may be ready for home ownership. I think that's pretty good advice to think about. Um, Are you going to have time to clean and renovate and maintain your property? Unlike renting uh, or living with your parents, you can't always call up a friend to help for free. (laughs) Why not? Why, I'll become a homeowner and my friends desert me and they won't help me anymore? No. That's bad advice. It's a good question. It's bad advice. Uh, Would you be buying as an investment? If you're not too savvy with investing and considering a home uh, to be your future retirement fund, ensure that you are aware of the realistic inflation we'll see over the next 20 to 30 years. Um, homes can be wonderful investments, but they aren't always money makers. So be sure you can afford to continue to save up for retirement in addition to the home payment. Oh, nope. We do. <laughs> we do. I was going to say, that's a good <laughs> That's a good one. That's a good one. Um, are you buying for the right reasons? And this kind of goes with, um, you know, she's uh, saying, I associate too much of what it would look like accomplishment-wise instead of realizing that I don't own my condo, the bank does, and I make payments to them. So um, I think that that is really good advice. So that gets a ding, too. So that article, five dings and three buzzes. I think that's probably about average for what we're going to find. Okay. All right. There you go. We're going to go to break. We're going to come back and talk about another article that has to do with saving money on closing costs. That'll be interesting. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) So we will talk about that when we come back. Stick around. You're listening to Real Real Estate Today, your home for smart real estate. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com Are you interested in buying or selling a home? Not sure what the next step is? Deb can help. Go to realrealestatetoday.com and click on Start Here. You'll be asked a few simple questions and Deb will personally contact you to help answer your real estate questions and connect you with a realtor in her personal nationwide network of realtors. So even if you aren't in Deb's service area, you're guaranteed to find a good match wherever you are. Visit realrealestatetoday.com. Are you finding your frequency? It can be described as that space between failure and success. It's the future of digital media. It's finding your voice. It's engaging topics, content, and ideas. Jeff and Ryan discuss the digital media space and all of its aspects. It's about making the mistakes, taking the chances, summoning the intestinal fortitude to step out of your comfort zone, and discovering what you can accomplish when you decide to try, decide to learn, decide that you have something to say, and find your frequency. Fridays at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. You count. Tune into Interrevolutionary Radio and join the spontaneous wave of people all over the planet who, like you, are changing our world from the inside out. Follow the movement. Meet guests who are shaking things up. Call in and gain insights and courage to empower your own voice. Large or small, your part counts. So join us. Co-hosted by Helen Hillocks, Todd Benton, and Chris Reeves. 
Interrevolutionary Radio airs live every Thursday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern, on the Voice America Variety Channel. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. You are listening to Real Real Estate Today. To reach Deb tomorrow or with questions and comments about the show, please send an email to Deb at realrealestatetoday.com. That's Deb at realrealestatetoday.com. Now, back to this week's program. Welcome back. Thank you for coming back. We are talking today about, uh, we're going through articles that are online about real estate that are I don't know if it's clickbait. I don't know what defines clickbait, but, you know, trying to get people to click on it. Then I think a lot of people would go to these articles. They came from MSN.com to get answers and ideas and suggestions. And so we're going through them and we are um, giving them dings or buzzes based on how accurate and good the information is so that we can all learn sort of how much we need to uh, take with a grain of salt. Okay. And the previous previous article had, can you, five... Dings and three. I had a buzzer, but the buzzer was really obnoxious, and so I went with the uh, okay. game over. So wah, five, wah. Okay, just wanted. Yeah, so five to three. All right. So this article is how to cut closing costs. So talking about your mortgage and closing costs, and it is by uh, Dana Dratch. Uh, eight ways home buyers can cut mortgage closing costs. For potential buyers, closing costs are a big hurdle to home ownership and can add thousands of dollars to the price of the mortgage. Like the down payment, closing costs are often paid up front. Closing costs can pose a real challenge for buyers, says Ron Phipps, past president of the National Association of Realtors and principal broker with Rhode Island-based Phipps Realty. The majority of first and second time buyers don't have a lot of cash on hand. That is true. Looking for ways to trim the amount of cash you have to take to closing table? Here are eight strategies that will help. Uh, Number one, understand what you are paying. When you're approved or pre-approved for a home loan, the lender will give you a good faith estimate of all the costs associated with the loan. That number will change when you decide on a home and plug in a specific purchase price, but it's a great tool when shopping for loans, comparing costs for the money you are borrowing. Before you answer that, what's the date of this article? Uh, I don't know, but I made sure they were all fairly recent. Okay. Is it not called a good faith estimate anymore? No. What's it called now? It's called a loan estimate. Okay. Same thing. I still call it a good faith estimate. I'm sure we do, like, internally, but, like, if he's putting that out for publication, to me, that gets a a buzz. A buzz? Yeah, sorry. But I think the information is good because, so I'm giving it a, I'm overriding your, (laughs) because I get so many people that come to me and I ask them, have you seen your loan estimate? And they're like, oh, no, I don't know, maybe. And then they'll send me something, and then I'll say, okay, do you know what this means? Right. And these aren't uh, people that you've worked with, because people that you've worked with, I probably, they can answer that question. I probably go overboard with my people. <laughs> right. Um, no. Um, but that is a really, really, I think a really good point, sure. is to just understand what you're paying to begin with, because how can you try to, you know, save if you don't understand what it is? So that was uh, their first suggestion, uh, was just to look at that loan estimate. Um Number two suggestion is to wrap your closing costs into the cost of the house. This is how they're framing it. Uh, 
Mm-hmm. It might make you cringe. Yes. But this is how they're framing it. One way of getting around writing a large check at the closing table is to wrap the closing costs into your loan. Here's how it works. The seller agrees to cover all or part of the closing costs in return for a higher price for the house. If you agree to pay $295,000 and closing costs are going to be $5,000, you pay $300,000 for the house and the seller contributes $5,000 towards closing. This is an avenue many buyers prefer and is totally transparent and above board. Uh, It's not that this is a free ride. It's how you structure it. It's the difference between can I buy the house or can't you? Uh, There is a caveat, though. The home appraisal has to support the higher price or lenders lenders can veto the deal. What do you think of that? I think it's it's a winner. I think that's a winner. Yeah. I think the way they explained it is pretty good because um, really, in essence, that's what we're doing. We always talk about seller paid closing costs, but really, we're just wrapping it into the yeah, Someone's the loan. paying for it in one way or the other. Exactly. Um, number three suggestion, consider the whole enchilada. I thought this one was interesting. Geared towards engineers, I think, because, you know, they like the details. Uh, you could drive yourself crazy going through the itemized, itemized closing costs line by line looking for fees to trim. One alternative is to look at the big picture. The message I'd give most people is to focus on total costs rather than the individual items, since Andrew Pizer, a staff attorney with the National Consumer Law Center. When you're buying a house or refinancing, it's a huge transaction. Better to focus on the things that will get you the biggest savings. If you save yourself $10 on an appraisal, have you ever had anyone try to negotiate an appraisal? Yes. Yeah. Save yourself $10. You're not saving much in the scheme of things. If I could do that math on my head, you're buying a $300,000 house and you're trying to save $10 on the appraisal. We talked before the show. We're not doing math during the show. Okay. <laughs> but that's a point zero zero it, something. But yes, it's, yes. Great. Uh, the two biggies to examine are the closing costs and the interest rate. So when you're shopping for loans, get estimates from three to five lenders as what their recommendation is. Then instead of nitpicking over all the individual line item charges, compare the total closing costs uh, for each loan. Um, and then they recommend asking a lender with higher costs if they're willing to beat the closing cost estimate presented by another lender. I don't know. Does that happen? Um, it's asked quite a bit, but I know a lot of lenders would prefer to see something in writing from the other lender because mm-hmm. we have to know exactly like what are we, does the consumer really understand yeah. What 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 the fees are, what they're asking for. So sometimes, yes, if we're asked, um, our company will de- definitely take a look to see if there is something that we can do. So we're going to give that up because I do think that that's good advice. Um, mostly the idea of just looking at the transaction as a whole and not really nitpicking, but um, understanding how you're going to get your best deal. Um, this one I thought was really interesting. Get a no closing cost mortgage. I haven't really heard much about these. I've seen them, I guess, maybe more in the refi world. May, yes. Um, that's, so, that's what I, if I would see that headline, that's what I you would think, think right? yes, it's a refi mm-hmm. or something that's offered at a at a bank. So some lenders offer what they call, no. this is from the article, no closing cost mortgages. Mm-hmm. Actually, the closing costs are included in the loan. Instead of writing a separate check at the closing table, the closing costs are rolled into your loan balance. This will raise your monthly payment, but it will decrease your cash outlay at the closing table. You have to do the math to see whether, based on how long you expect to stay in the home and how much these costs will raise your payments or interest rate, if this would be a good deal for you. 
Um, one thing a no closing cost mortgage offers is an apples to apples way to compare loan costs because everybody's closing costs are differently um, and you're just shopping interest rates. Um, not only is it simpler to spot which lenders are charging more for a mortgage, it makes it easier to ask for better terms based on your comparison shopping. I feel like this one is a... And here's why. I think this article has left out really important information. I think that people will read this and go, oh, well, I'll just go get a no closing cost mortgage. Problem solved. Easy peasy, right? Sure. No. So I did a little research in my, you know, hard-hitting investigative journalism and went online to look for some no closing cost mortgages to see what their terms were. Um, And most of them had some higher interest rates. Mm Mm-hmm. Most of them had minimum 20% down. And the ones that had, and they were at uh, 6.24% interest rate. And these are on purchase, these are for a purchase transaction. Yeah. Okay. Um, and then um, some of them, to get a lower interest rate, you had 50% loan to, yeah, to value. Mm-hmm. So you had to put. That's pretty much, print. yeah, have fifty percent down because the lender's taking a higher risk. They're not getting paid up front for their closing costs, so they're going to charge you higher interest rates. Um, some of them had uh, they were adjustable rates and five, ten, twenty year balloons, so you had to you know There's be prepared all- to refinance and eventually pay those closing costs. I so I just I, I just don't think it tells the whole story, which I think is sort of going to be the theme that we see today right it's not that the information is out and out wrong it's that it's not telling the whole story and just always keep in mind that there are costs associated with the loan whether it's the lender or it's the third-party vendors appraisal title services recording fees you know any of that so uh, read the fine print on a no closing cost because chances are like you said higher rate and that's what that's how you're paying yeah, for those. There fees. was teeny tiny fine print at the bottom yeah. of everything that I was reading that yeah. Um, another suggestion in this story is to ask the seller for help, which I thought was kind of interesting. Um, and that is ask what says one time tested tradition in a buyer's market is if you're giving the seller what they want, ask them to bring a little cash to the closing table. This is different from wrapping closing costs into the loan balance or what we would traditionally talk about as seller paid closing costs. This is sort of asking the seller to cover fees that are traditionally a buyer's fee. So in our world, it would be like asking them to help cover um, the title insurance, the lender title insurance, covering um, the full closing closing fee that's usually split between buyer and seller, doing something weird with tax prorations or something like that. Um, So I'm going to give it, a ding, I think, because I do think that it's a creative mm-hmm. idea. Hold I've on. seen it happen a couple of times. However, it's important to remember that that's really for a buyer's market. If right now we're in a seller's market, you know, you need to write a clean offer that isn't like super funky and isn't asking the seller for a bunch of extra stuff. Because if they're comparing your offer with an offer from someone who doesn't have all that funky stuff, you're mm-hmm. not going to win. Like, it's not free. Uh, And then another suggestion is to target the interest rate. This strategy seems counterintuitive, but it's deceptively simple. If you want a better deal on closing costs, ask for a lower interest rate. What do you think of that? Say that again. If you you want a better deal on closing costs, ask for a better interest rate. Well, if you want to save money, just ask for a better interest rate. 
Yeah. Sort of is to offset. Sort of, yes. In the scheme of things, if you have a 20-year or 30-year mortgage in the long run and you're going to keep it for a while, yes, maybe an eighth of a point or eighth of a percent or a quarter of a percent is definitely going to make a difference in the long run. So, never hurts to ask, right? And then the final one, which is my favorite one, is says put your um, finances on ice. Want want to hold the lender to the closing fee schedule you were given when you were approved? Don't do anything that gives them cause to change the terms of the loan. You basically want to put your finances on ice between the time you're approved and the time you close because lenders will pull your credit again just before closing. We talk about this all the time. And if they don't like what they see, it could cost you more. So I'm going to give that a big ding, right? I don't know. You don't think that's true? No, because to hold a lender to the estimate, Mm. I don't know if you can do that because if they have disclosed that they're going to give something called a lender credit or Mm -hmm. do something like that, then yes, there are certain things that you can hold them accountable for. There is a tolerate, there's a tolerance Mm -hmm. that lenders have to stay within, but I think that's, that sounds very absolute. So to me, I'm torn on that one. Okay. We're going (laughs) to. Okay, that's how we feel about that one. Okay. All right, cool. All right, let's take another break. I'm very excited about this next article, and I'm going to try and make it quick because there's a lot to it. It could be a show in and of itself. <laughs> this is pretty interesting, what I discovered uh, when I started digging deep. So stick around. You're listening to Real Real Estate Today, your home for smart real estate. Streaming live. The leader in Internet talk radio, VoiceAmerica.com. Are you interested in buying or selling a home? Not sure what the next step is? Deb can help. Go to RealRealEstateToday.com and click on Start Here. You'll be asked a few simple questions, and Deb will personally contact you to help answer your real estate questions and connect you with a realtor in her personal nationwide network of realtors. So even if you aren't in Deb's service area, you're guaranteed to find a good match wherever you are. Visit RealRealEstateToday.com. In the spirit of Have Couch, Will Travel, Dr. Carol Lieberman creates a haven of sanity in an increasingly insane world. Each day we are bombarded with news of events that have never crossed our wildest nightmares. Society is spiraling out of control and everyone is reeling from it. But now there's an answer. The best way to keep sane in this insane world is to tune in to Dr. Carol's Couch on Voice America. Dr. Carol, a certified media psychiatrist, will broadcast live from her Beverly Hills office every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific time. Call or log in and get help with whatever is sending you reeling whenever you need a soothing voice to calm and advise you. That's Dr. Carol's Couch every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific Time here on America's Voice, voiceamerica.com. What if there was a radio show that could demonstrate how we can cut your taxes in half without diminishing needed government services? One that could explain how to create tens of millions of jobs at no cost to taxpayers, as well as fantastic yet easily affordable health care. Side effects include cutting crime rates nationwide, providing better education for our children, international peace and harmony, and protecting your private personal data from government intrusion. Tune in to Libertarians Working for you with Arvin Vora, Tuesdays at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 5 p.m. Pacific Time on Voice America Variety. Tune in to The Patricia Raskin Show on VoiceAmerica.com every Monday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific Time. 
This is the program that helps you turn obstacles into opportunities, challenges into solutions, and find answers to tough questions with the award-winning powerhouse voice of radio, Patricia Raskin. So tune in and call in to The Patricia Raskin Show, Mondays at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific Time, right here on the Voice America Variety Channel. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com You are listening to Real Real Estate Today. To reach Deb tomorrow or with questions and comments about the show, please send an email to Deb at RealRealEstateToday.com. That's Deb at RealRealEstateToday.com. Now, back to this week's program. All right, thanks for coming back. We are going through online articles and trying to determine how accurate they are and how misleading they are. And our last one, I think we had uh, seven dings. I'm not sure now. Anyways, I threw it on the floor in my mess of papers as I'm trying We're to organize. Ding. I, I kind of threw you off on the very last one because I That's said, right. Uh, That's right. Okay. This article is really good. How to avoid PMI when buying a home. Because who wouldn't click on that, right? Exactly. You want some great ideas to avoid that because PMI, that mortgage insurance, can really add up to your costs. Um, so I was trying to figure out who, you know, where it came from, who wrote this article. And I actually traced back the origins of this article, and it was originally credited, the writer was credited as Unison, is what it says, Unison, okay? Like like Cher or Madonna, like one name? Unison is yeah. a, or is that an organization? Stick with me. Okay. Hang out to the to the end of the article, and it'll all start to make sense, all right? Okay. So it was written as an article to provide you great information, and here we go, how to avoid PMI, and it talks about what PMI means. And it has a really good definition. It talks about PMI stands for private mortgage insurance. It's an insurance policy your lender will take out to cover a portion of the amount you borrow in case you default on your loan. It means if you stop paying what you owe on your mortgage and the lender forecloses on your property and suffers a loss, the insurance company will pay out a claim to the lender. I think that's a good explanation. I like they were eavesdropping on me. I, I Did you have I, that conversation with someone? I have that same almost identical verbatim conversation. Yeah. It's, yeah. It was a good explanation. Yes. Great. Okay. Number one way to avoid PMI. Easy breezy. Put 20% down. The most straightforward way to avoid PMI when buying a home is put 20% down when you get your mortgage. Um, and uh, that's it, right? Simple? Sure. Simple. All right. Good. Okay. Good advice. All right. Number two. Um, oh, it also talks about um, how a 20% more down payment can help you in some other ways, too. I'll be interested in your feedback on this. It can help you secure a better interest rate because you look like a less risky borrower versus someone who puts down a smaller amount of cash, maybe. Maybe. Uh, it means your mortgage monthly mortgage payments will be smaller since you borrowed less. That's true. That's math. Uh, in some real estate markets where there is significant competition for listed properties, a 20% down Offer will appear stronger than an offer with a smaller down payment, and the listing agent and the seller may be more likely to consider stronger offers. Mm-hmm. Very true. Okay, very, very true. So that is number one. Now, another suggestion is to get a different kind of mortgage. 
Um, so, of course, coming up with 20% of the home's purchase price in cash is no small feat. Sometimes it is really hard. For example, if you want to buy a home that costs $400,000, 20% means saving up $80,000. So you could plan to buy the home later to give yourself time to save up money, but life doesn't always work out that way. You could consider lowering your budget and looking at lower-priced homes, but that doesn't uh, – buying a cheaper home means you don't have to save up as much to leave the – reach the 20% mark, but that doesn't always work out either. Um, So one alternative is to use a different kind of loan called a piggyback or an Mm 80-10-10, which is basically a second loan in addition to your primary mortgage. You need to save 10% in cash for down payment, and the lender will originate a second loan for the additional 10%. This type of loan can allow you to finance a home and get a mortgage for 80% of the purchase price without PMI. However... I always like when stories give however, because Mm -hmm. then it means that they're looking at both sides. Yes. If it just ended right there, it would get a big buzz from me, (laughs) because it's not telling the full story, right? But it says, however, the second loan is still a loan, meaning it's more debt. It also comes with its own interest rate, which is usually higher than on the primary mortgage, and usually needs to be paid back in 15 years rather than 30. In other words, this is not necessarily more affordable than simply putting 10% down on a home and accepting PMI. Uh, And this type of financing is not always available. Fair interpretation? I would, that's fair, yes. As well as it could be a variable rate. Yeah. But, yeah, the lender can definitely show you the diff, the pros and cons to that and let you decide on if that's the route you should take. Yep. Um, another option they offer is one that we were just talking about, which is pay a higher interest rate instead of PMI. If you want to stick with a traditional mortgage and still avoid PMI, there's another option. You could ask for lender-paid mortgage insurance. This means your lender would pay the mortgage insurance However, again, I like the however. Look for articles that have however in them. Uh, There is a catch. Your loan will carry a higher interest rate to cover what would have been the additional insurance premium for the coverage. The interest rate could be up to a half a percent higher. Uh, With a higher interest rate, you'll pay a lot more interest over time. Essentially, the lender is passing through the cost of PMI to you. So for that reason, the strategy doesn't work for all buyers. That's a fair statement. All right, so for, so far, this article is doing a pretty good job mm-hmm. of sort of giving the pros and cons and laying out some options to deal with PMI. All right, let's get to their last option. Uh-oh. Use a home ownership investment. Ever heard of that? No. Yeah, I hadn't either. Okay. The, <coughs> excuse me. The efforts you take to avoid PMI when buying a home can end up costing more than the insurance premiums themselves. You need to be careful when accepting higher interest rates and taking out multiple loans to buy your home. There is another alternative. Using a home ownership investment program like Unison mm. hmm, Home Buyer from Unison.com. You do need the SVU dunk dunk dun, yeah. right? Okay. The way this works is Unison.com will match your down payment funds. That means if you can save 10% of the home's purchase price in cash, the company will contribute another 10%, giving you a total down payment of 20%. That way you can avoid PMI when buying a home. The money provided by Unison isn't a loan, and there are no monthly payments or interest charges. Rather, the company invests alongside you in your home. Can you can you hear the sarcasm in my voice? Yeah, I can mean, you I, hear the 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 seething disdain? I'm withholding my comments until okay. I hear the end of this. When you eventually sell the home, Unison receives a portion of the appreciation or depreciation, and the carriage's <laughs> mouth gaped open. Oh my god. Okay. When you eventually sell the house, Unison receives a portion of the appreciation or depreciation in the home's price. This is a great way to get funds for a 20% down payment and avoid PMI when buying a home. And that's without taking on more debt, paying a higher interest rate, or taking on multiple loans to purchase your home. Boom. Problem solved. What 
the hmm, right? Yeah. Okay. I initially I thought you were going to say, oh, this works like a soft second, which what that means is that there is a mortgage that a second mortgage that is recorded and mm-hmm. that there but are gets forgiven. It gets forgiven. Yeah. And yeah. if you yeah. leave before that, then you have to pay back a prorated amount. But that sounds even. There's a really good article that and I'll read some portions of it um, from the uh, Los Angeles Times about someone actually doing this. Mm-hmm. Um but I want to point out all the things that are wrong with this. First of all, this article, it just omits so much important information, and that's what's driving me crazy. It's only in 13 states right now, uh, with eight more coming. But there's a good chance it's not available in your state. So don't get all excited, right? I can see people going, oh, my gosh, this is great. I'm so excited. I'm going to go do this, right? Um, here's the payback. Are you ready for this? Mm-hmm. you got to pay back whatever it is that they loaned you or they gave you for your down payment. So if it was, you know, $80,000, you got to give them, when you sell the house, you pay back the 80,000 plus 35% of your appreciation. (laughs) Karen can't speak. Uh, You can't sell it for three years for, okay. But what if you sold it in 25 years? Mm -hmm. That still holds true. Yep. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Okay. Uh, If you increase the value because you did a project. So think about that, right? I put a pool in. And in my area, that increases the value. Or I put on a room addition, and that increases the value. How do you prove how much of that appreciation was due to the improvement you did? Because they say, I went to their website, and I was like, what the hell is this? Um, They say, yeah, if you do an improvement, that's yours. That's not us. We don't take 35%, you know, we back that out when you go to sell the house. Well, who does that paperwork, and who determines what that value is? I don't even know. Like, think about the hoops that you have to jump through and the chances right. that you take of sort of being taken advantage of. You know, a lot of these companies, too, I don't know if these people, I, the more paperwork you have, the more it works in the company's favor and not the consumer's favor. Um, so that, to me, was, like, really, really unclear. But this L.A. Times article uh, did a pretty good uh, job. It tells the story of Ricardo and Catherine Soto, and they're in Chula Vista, California. Of course, everything's crazy expensive there. And he was really focused on he's got like three or four kids and they're getting ready to go through college. And so he really, you know, worried about his monthly cash flow. And so this was a great option for him, you know, and and he did the math and, you know, it was saving him a lot of money in the monthly PMI so that he could put that towards college funds. But what he says, too, is I'm not looking long term. I'm looking to get through the next eight years. I'm not a huge fan of that. I mean, we've all, you know, I've said over and over again how conservative I am, mm-hmm. you know, financially. I, you know, I, I'm not going to go short term, sacrifice the long term to go for the short term. Um, the only thing I will say for the program is that they do make the consumer go through pretty rigor, rigorous education to truly understand what it is that they're agreeing to do. They're not agreeing to give up any ownership of the house. They still have what they're agreeing to as a first right of a portion of ownership at some point down the road. Um, So this article is written, the first article that I read from MSN, written by Unison. Mm -hmm. Interesting marketing tactic. Um, But it's written as though this kind of thing is done all the time. And in actuality, they've only done it a few hundred times. 
They um, only have certain lenders who will do it. And um, they're actually working with Freddie Mac on a pilot program like to do like to get Freddie Mac to approve it. it mm-hmm. There's a lot of holes in this. Yeah. And I think what at the end of the day we come back to is what we have said from day one on this show. If it looks too good to be true, it is too good to be true. I'm just going to stay mum on this. Because you look like you want to go over to a corner and cry. You're so <laughs> upset by it. It just seems outrageous. It I is outrageous. I, to me, as a, as a potential homeowner, you know, home, like buying a new home or buying a home and not having it, it seems like it would be, oh, my gosh, that's a great option. But right. I'm thinking at the end, it doesn't matter when. Right. Oh, I did math. Uh, so if you bought a $200,000 home and they gave twenty or 10%, so $20,000 they give you for the down payment, say in 20 years you sell that for $300,000. Mm-hmm. That's possible. That's doable. You would have to give them back their $20,000 plus $35,000. That equates to 8.75% interest, basically, that they're, you're paying back on that. That's not horrendous, but it's not awesome. Here's my thing, though. What if, I mean, I don't, I mean, I don't know. This is assuming a person keeps the same mortgage. Yeah. If you refinance, if you, um, oh gosh, there were some other caveats too. Yeah. You can't rent the house out. I mean, there's all kinds there's, of stuff like that. Yeah. There's so many rules. But say you bought that $200,000 house and in 20 years it doubled, which we've seen in some markets prices mm-hmm. double in 20 years. You're going to end up paying them back $70,000 on that 20 that you borrowed instead of $35,000 on that 20 that you borrowed, which is 17 and a half percent interest. Just no, I'll I'll talk off air. Right. (laughs) Okay. So that article gave us five dings and one giant, (laughs) giant, which I think offsets all the dings. But anyways, there was some good information there and then they kind of came back in uh, and take your best price. Save the day. Yeah. Yeah. That one was a disappointment to me. Okay. We have one more article to go when we come back from break and then we'll tally it all up. So stick around. You're listening to Real Real Estate Today, your home for smart real estate. Stimulating talk it gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com. Are you interested in buying or selling a home? Not sure what the next step is? Deb can help. Go to realrealestatetoday.com and click on Start Here. You'll be asked a few simple questions and Deb will personally contact you to help answer your real estate questions and connect you with a realtor in her personal nationwide network of realtors. So even if you aren't in Deb's service area, you're guaranteed to find a good match wherever you are. Visit realrealestatetoday.com. What makes a great leader? Most have a vision, one that starts beyond the resources available and continues from that point into developing a solid plan, organization, and company. Leadership issues are discussed each week on VoltCast, illuminating leadership with host Jeff Smith. Jeff has years of experience as a leader and executive coach, and his guests will bring you information that can help a team of any size. Listen every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, 10 a.m. Pacific on Voice America Variety. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. 
are listening to Real Real Estate Today. To reach Deb tomorrow or with questions and comments about the show, please send an email to Deb at realrealestatetoday.com. That's Deb at realrealestatetoday.com. Now, back to this week's program. All right, we are back. Thank you for coming back. We are talking today about... Uh, the, the information that's out there on the internet and how accurate it is. So we are going through four articles and um, and kind of debunking what we think is not accurate and uh, and giving it a ding, ding, ding for good information. And I have to say, I surprised myself a little bit. I think I started this little investigative journalism exercise a little cynical. Um, and I have come back around to have a little bit more faith in my fellow Mankind. So our last article is 11 must-dos for first-time home buyers, written by a gentleman named, I don't know how to pronounce his first name, C-L-A-E-S, Klaus, maybe, Klaus Bell. Um, so he says, had it with rentals and roommates, think it's about time you took advantage of low mortgage rates and became a first-time home buyer? To make that happen, just follow this simple step-by-step plan. Number one, check the selling price of comparable homes in your area. Do a quick search of actual multiple listing service or MLS listings in your area on a number of websites, including the National Association of Realtors. I'm going to give that a ding. Educate yourself. I think that's always a good place to start as a first-time home buyer. Uh, number two, he says, use bank rates mortgage calculator to get an idea of what your monthly mortgage payments would be if you bought today. I'm going to give that a big no, uh, because my answer is call a freaking lender. That becomes repeated a few times here. Um, Do you really understand how to use a mortgage calculator? Do you understand how to calculate PMI? I've been doing this a long time. I don't understand how to calculate PMI. I don't. I just let my my system do that. Right. So don't just trust the bankrate.com. I love bankrate.com. I use it all the time. I do too. Mm -hmm. But that's not where you should go to get an idea of your monthly mortgage payment. So sorry, Mr. Bell. I disagree with you on that one. Uh, Number three, he says, then find out what your total monthly housing costs would be, including taxes and home insurance. Uh, And uh, and then he also says, gives you to get an idea of home insurance, pick a property in the area you want to live and call your insurance agent for an estimate. I think that's a good idea. He says to estimate what you'll pay in taxes, check your property appraiser's website. I don't know what that means. I don't know what that means either. Yeah. Maybe it's different in different states. I think he maybe means your county assessor. Maybe. I don't know. That's not what he said. So I got a little bit of a, mostly a ding on this one, but a little bit of a buzz because I'm like, that's just not really clear. And by buzz, I don't mean... The good kind of us. All right, number four. Then he says, find out how much you'll pay in closing costs. Uh, and then he says uh, to go to that stinkinbankrate.com annual closing cost service to see what closing costs average in your state. <coughs> no, my answer to that is call a freaking lender. That, that one's tough. It's not, I went to this website, bankrate.com's annual closing cost survey, and it's pretty much somewhere between $1,800 and $2,200 for every single state. And it doesn't, if you read the fine print, there's like all kinds of stuff it doesn't include. Mm-hmm. It's not clear. It doesn't make sense. Call a freaking lender. All right. Um, number five, look at your budget and determine how a house fits into it. Fannie Mae recommends that buyers spend no more than 28% of their income on housing, push past 30%, and you risk becoming house poor. I think that's pretty good advice. Mm-hmm. Number six, talk to reputable realtors in your area about the real estate climate. Do they believe prices will continue falling or do they think your area has hit bottom and will rise soon? 
that's where it helps to have a realtor in your circle. Yeah, for sure. But mm-hmm. why is he saying talk to re- realtors, but don't talk to lenders? Hmm, perhaps bankrate.com is sponsoring this article. Hmm, I don't know. I didn't dig into that, but I think that's possible. Number seven, look at the big picture. While buying a house is a great way to build wealth, maintaining your investment can be labor-intensive and expensive. When unexpected costs for new appliances, roof repairs, and plumbing problems crop up, there's no landlord to turn to, and these costs can quickly drain your bank account. So consider whether you're ready for the expense and effort of home ownership before pulling the trigger. Mm-hmm. I think that's great. I often ask my clients, if the furnace goes out, what are you going to do? Right. If they don't have a good answer for that, then yikes. Uh, number eight, examine your credit, blemish credit, or the inability to make a substantial down payment can put the kibosh on your home ownership plans. That's why it pays to look at your credit worthiness. Um, I'm going to say, and he recommends reading, getting, going to uh, get your free annual credit report and examining that for errors and unresolved issues. Mm-hmm. I'm going to give you that. Um, but he also says, so a little tiny because he says it's a good idea to get your FICO credit score, which will cost you a small fee. That, and Karen's shaking her head, I'll tell you why I think it's ridiculous, because it's not going to be the same number a lender uses if you pull a credit score. It's going to be kind of useless for you. Correct. Um, I like this one. Get your docs in a row. We have to start using that instead of docs in a row. Docs in a row. Collect pay stubs, bank accounts, W-2s, tax returns, et cetera, et cetera. Have all that paperwork ready for your lender. It may seem like a lot, um, but don't be surprised if your lender wants lots of documentation giving that one a big winner because that's good to start doing. Uh, Number 10, find lenders and get pre-approved. How can I not say that? Yes, that is a great idea. And number 11, um, if at first you don't succeed, try, try the government. This one doesn't make, this was obviously written by someone who doesn't do loans, you know, Mm -hmm. like I've been quoted in these articles. They contact me sometimes for quotes and stuff. And when it comes out, you're kind of like, that's not really what I said. And, Mm -hmm. You know, so they said, if you can't find a bank willing to lend to you, consider getting an FHA loan through the government. They make it sound like you go to the government to get the FHA loan when you actually go to a bank to get the FHA loan. So the concept isn't necessarily bad here, but so I kind of give it a half a buzz. I can't. Half a buzz. (laughs) There we go. Yes, like he, like uh, it would be nice to say, you know, look at other loan programs such as the government. Okay, so that one was nine and a half winners. Okay. And hold on, I gotta find minutes. Two and a half buzzes. Okay. So here is our overall math. Oh, I'm gonna try and do that. Okay. Uh, We had 26 and a half dings. Mm -hmm. Hold on. There we go. Had to reset them. And we had seven and a half buzzes. Although that one buzz is a big buzz. Yeah. Unison buzz. I don't know. Do I count that as 10 buzzes? I don't know. I kind of want to. Um, So that gives us a 78% accuracy rate. Does that surprise you? It does surprise me. And see, I was telling you. I think I was looking for some, I don't know, like when you were talking about we're going to debunk, you know, any myth, I was thinking that there's a lot of misinformation out there, but. There's a lot of missing information. Yes. So it's not that anything is overtly incorrect. It's that you're not getting all the details and they're kind of going off of sensationalism. You know, the unison thing was just a big eye opener for me. And it was like, well, wait a minute, let me dig a little bit deeper. Let's, you know, go into that a little bit more. Right. And then you start to realize. 
I know. Not as good as it sounds. You're not going to sleep tonight. No, you are going to like. I will look this up. Yeah, we may have talked about it a little bit more on another show because it's an interesting concept. And, you know, we're starting to see things like people crowdfunding down payments, which I have like an ethical issue with. And so I'm just like, save some money, you know, don't drink so much coffee and save some money. Um, and and but we're going to start to see creative things like that. And uh, and it's, it's an interesting conversation. So that is what we have for today. Thank you so much for joining us. All of those articles, by the way, we'll be posting links to are probably already up on our Facebook page. So you can go to Deb tomorrow realtor and take a look at them and um, just you know be a smart consumer we will be back next week with another show thanks for listening real real estate today your home for smart real estate thank you for tuning in to real real estate today please join your host deb tomorrow for another edition every tuesday at 12 noon pacific time 3 p.m eastern time on the voice america variety channel until next week Take care of your home. It's one of your most important assets.